Hi everyone, this is Saud Masood and welcome to episode number 7 of the Saud Masood podcast where we share, learn and grow together. Today I want to talk about the cost of success. We all, without a doubt, want to be successful in life. But we really don't know what it costs to be successful in life. Given the opportunity, we would say we want money, love, fame, health, ability to travel around the world, and so on and so forth. And, and why not? I think any reasonable person would say this is what he or she would desire or would want, given the opportunity. But many of us fall short of even finding success in even one of these categories. So when I ask my students how do they define success, they typically go with money and love, which is, which is not a bad you know, metric or set of metrics, but it's, I think success is broader. It's much more than that. I kind of look at it from seven different building blocks of success. So one is clearly money, which is finances. The other one is relationships, and that includes love. And that could be family, friends, and, or intimate relationships. The third one is health. Fourth one is career. Fifth is your recreation, you know, your entertainment and travel, etc. The sixth is your environment, where you live, where you work. And the seventh one is personal growth, which, quite frankly, most of us ignore when we are in our 20s and we realize much later in life how important it is for us to have that personal growth in areas of mental, spiritual, um, and just personal awakening, and so even social awakening. A lot of us realize that we haven't really found or made the effort to find the right set of people around us or, and nurture that network. But you know that, that whole topic is for another episode. The point I'm trying to make here is that when you think about success, and you think about these seven categories, you start realizing that it's not as simple as one would think because you would define success differently at an earlier stage in life and then perhaps a bit more differently at the later stage in life. Uh, maybe finances are far more important earlier on when you don't have money, and when you do have money later on, it's, it's perhaps it's still a, a top-tier consideration, but it's not everything for you. So... Let's talk about some of the, the young folks I talk to quite, quite often and, and I teach them um, in my classes. Most of them say, I want to be financially independent 10 years from now. That's my goal. That's what I want to achieve. And if I'm able to achieve that, that's success for me. So I said, okay, fantastic. If you want to achieve financial independence in year 10, let's get specific. Let's get into the, the cost side on what are you willing to give up, on what are you willing to put in, and what, what I mean by that is you've got to ask these action-oriented and reality-based questions. The hows, the whys, the whats, the where, the who, and when. And that's where I think a lot of that, those dreams come into question. Because dreaming is free, right? Planning takes a little bit more than dreaming. But execution is, in my opinion, everything. So when I ask them, okay, you want to be financially independent by year 10, how much income should you be making by year five to make that dream of, your, of yours come true? What kind of job do you expect to have? Or what kind of business are you running? And out of which city? And what have you done to secure this job? And what are the skills that you're trying to acquire? And who are you networking with? Um, and are you willing to sacrifice whatever number of hours daily um, to achieve that financial goal? Or is, there some, is it a goal that is achievable without sacrificing too much time? So you get the point. There's a lot of hows and whens that go into it. When you say, 
You want a happy family life? That's fantastic. I wish everybody has a great family. But then first define who would be part of that family in about 10 years. And I'm not kidding. You've got to really think it through. Are you going to be living with your parents? Would you expect to have a wife and kids? Uh, are you going to be living, let's say, in a joint family system? Do you have close relatives? Uh, and even like, put down pets. Do you expect to be having pets in, in your family? Um, and where do you expect to find these family members? Are they all in the same house, in the same city, country, all over the world? And then how do you expect to strike that balance that I was talking about in the previous question about finances? How do you expect to strike that balance between, you know, chasing, let's say, money while at the same time keeping yourself, giving yourself enough energy to have quality time with your family that, that you want to really nurture? And um, so, yeah, and then you got to ask yourself, what are the compromises you're going to make here? And are there going to be short-term compromises or long-term compromises like delaying having children? A lot of young married couples delay having children because they want to establish themselves from a career perspective, and that's totally understandable. What about living with or without your parents? What about foregoing travel and recreation earlier on to just establish oneself financially? So it's not just about not having a kid, but it's also not having quote-unquote fun earlier in your life so you can really pull in all your resources, energy, and get yourself settled. These are the questions we need to be talking about. The point I'm trying to make is that achieving holistic success in life is an extremely complex task. Talking about success is easy. Chasing it, realizing that there are trade-offs that go with success. You know, I, was, I wrote an article recently. It's in Medium. If you want to go, you can check it out um, on medium.com slash Saud Masood. So if you look at the last, uh, let's say since 1960, so you look at the last 60 years, literally, you look at the average GDP per capita of the world. So it's gone from anywhere from around $4,000 to close to over $10,000. So it's... Um, you know, it's, it's gone up almost two and a half, three times. Okay? So you would think, wow, fantastic. The average person around the world is getting richer. That's great. But when you think about from a global divorce rate and over the same period, the global divorce rate has gone up from 12% in 1960 to 44%, which is the highest, by the way, in the last 60 years, in 2017. So... It has skyrocketed during the same period. What, that, what I'm trying to tell you is that, look, we are getting richer. So that one goal that we had about, hey, I want to make more money, fantastic, you're getting it. But we're also growing apart in trying to succeed at the money goal. I believe we are compromising in other areas. And that is a natural cost. That doesn't, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if everybody in the family is is going to work, um, they have their, they, I mean, they're putting in the hours, um, they, they have their financial independence, they're, they're dependent on themselves. Um, they don't necessarily have to compromise in, ter in terms of a social setting as they used to do 60 years ago. So now people are independent to pick their partners, pick their jobs, pick where they're gonna live, pick the car they're gonna drive. But I think before, even though let's say times were simpler, people were sort of cordoned off in their own silos. You know, you're a wife, you're going to cook and, and take care of kids. And I'm a husband, I'm going to go and work in the field or something. So now these roles have been mixed in a little bit. 
So the point is I'm not trying to discourage people from working or from getting married. All I'm trying to say is that there's a cost to whatever we're going to pursue in life. So success in one area may cost you in another area, right? So what I tell people is to know what you're getting yourself into. It's no different than buying a house, renting a car. You always have to do your homework. You, you, know, you can say that, look, I want to be wealthy, but really I'm not really too keen on putting in 100-hour work weeks. Um, I'm not going to compromise time away from my family. Well, whether you have the freedom but not the drive or the drive but not the freedom to pursue something, I have no issues with either. The point is, make your choice, be clear about it, prioritize what you want, you know, prioritize with purpose, and just live with your choice. This is what you decided, you're gonna live with it, uh, whether you're gonna, you're gonna you know, perhaps compromise your family or you compromise the money, whatever it is, but that is a key part of being content and a key part of being successful, right? What you don't want is, you don't wanna be saying, look, I am in my 70s and, or 80s and uh, I have all the money in the world but there's nobody around me. Well, what did you do in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s? Did you nurture the relationships? Did you build authentic connections? And if you didn't, you're paying the price now. Okay, similarly, if you are spending two to three decades uh, with a great balance in, in money and, and uh, let's say family, for instance, right? So you're, you're doing great at work or your business and you're doing fine at, and with your family as well, but you really neglected your health from over-drinking, over-eating, under-sleeping, under-exercising. How do you think that's going to play out? Do you really have the justification to say, now it was worth it because you know, now I'm struggling, but had I been more careful, I could have you know, improved my quality of life and I wouldn't be on medications and I wouldn't be struggling with surgeries and this and that. Again, the point is to each their own, definitely, but you've got to be mindful of the choices. Something may give. And that's why when we think about success, we need to know what that giving part is, what that cost is. When I'm talking to young folks, let's say, who've got several decades ahead of him, I always suggest set realistic goals. So say every decade I want to be achieving a certain level of finances and I want to be, and then these goals can move. But pace yourself. Don't try to chase success in one year or two years. It's a decade. It's a marathon. So think about success holistically. Set targets that are two or three decades out and build towards those. This will help you build your identity. Maybe as you evolve, you know, your targets evolve. Maybe you want a little bit more of one and a little bit less of the other, but that's fine. You don't necessarily have to chase 100% success across the board in all seven categories that are, that are outlined. You can pick and choose. But my suggestion would still be do not completely neglect you know, one or two of these categories because they will come back to affect you. They are intertwined with you and your quality of life. And I think the last thing I'd say is, as uh, you know, I've lived 41 years on this planet and I can share with you that Part of the joy of life is in the living of it, right? It's a journey. So as you think about success, I think also think about that part of the success is enjoying the journey, smelling the roses, taking time to yourself, 
your decades are going to fly by. You know, I, I, was still, I still remember I was in the second decade of my life. I was a teenager. Now I'm, I'm in the, the fourth decade of my life, right? So it's time flies by. Make the most out of it in the sense that you, you are mindful. You're aware of where you're going. And you're calibrated. You're patient. And in all of that, like I said, enjoy the journey. I think with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. I thank you so much for giving me your time. And I hope this episode added value to your life. I look forward to connecting with you guys in the next episode. Till then, take care and all the best. Bye.